Hey guys, we're here with a new episode. Today we're talking about finances. So hope everybody's doing well and sit back for a quick 30 or 40 minutes here. And we're going to give you everything you need to know about having, um, for running a small business and having their finances properly done in order to stay afloat and make a hefty profit. Yeah, and uh, we don't know everything, but we're going to tell you everything that we don't know and do know. So to start off with your finances, I guess finances encompasses all of your money, all of your profit, and kind of all of your capital as well. So when you're starting a business, you're going to have your own personal finances, whether it's in your savings account, whether it's income that you have from another job. And that's going to be your base when starting your new business. So in order to start your business, you're going to have to spend some of those pre-existing finances that you have. And that's fine because the goal of your business is to end with more money than you started with. So your startup money that you're using from your own personal finances are going to, you're going to try and develop them into more money at the end that you can then put back into your business. So I guess, where should we start, Andrew? Well, I guess the the biggest part about finance is there's a couple of determining factors as to where you want to start with your finances. And that's, you know, kind of your how old you are and what you're looking to do with your business. So for us, when we're 17, um, you know, we're still under our parents' roof. We don't have to worry much about kind of overhead expenses besides our business. I mean, basically, you know, we can eat for free. We... You know, we can sleep for free. We have a place to work out of. So we don't really have met much overhead. Now, if you're a little older, you know, you're in college or you're just out of college, then you're definitely going to have some more expenses. And that's where you're going to have to factor in a little bit more startup costs. Um, and that's that's kind of the, the first part we're going to touch on here is the amount of money that you're going to need to start up is going to vary depending on your business. You know, for instance, we always go back to the lawn care business. It's pretty simple, but we can also talk about things such as, you know, t-shirt printing or making custom crafts or anything of that sort. You have to just determine how much money you need or what you need to start and how much that's going to cost. And you always want to have at least that much or a little bit more because you don't want to get in a situation where you have purchased everything or most everything you need. But now you're basically on the ropes and you have no money to tinker around or improve your business. So you, you want to start out by working another job or finding a method of making some money in order to get enough capital to begin your business, essentially. So you need to have a little bit of backup cash and enough to push yourself forward. Right. So you could start by using your own money or you could start by essentially using someone else's money. You could get a loan from a bank or you could get a sponsorship from, say, a bigger company, similar to how Andrew got a sponsorship for his 3D printing that he touched on last week. And so when you're starting, like Andrew said, you've got to assess what your costs are going to be and if you have the money to meet those costs. But you don't want to start off in debt from your business. So if you're going to start a business and say you have $5,000, if you go and you have to have $4,500 
just to get all the basic necessities that you're going to need for your business, that's probably not the best idea for you right now. Because once you spend those $4,500 out of your $5,000 just to get the basic necessities for your business, you're going to need more money to, say, get some advertising or maybe get some test products. So, like, say you're printing shirts, like Andrew said, you're going to have to spend probably at least $100 to get some test shirts just to see if you like them, if they look right, and that's a big thing. You're going to need to spend money on test products and essentially prototypes, depending on what your business is. But so you don't want to start off well, in debt from your business. Most of the time. Sometimes you wanna, it's okay to, especially if you're older. I mean, if you're just out of college or in college and you can take a little bit of a loan on and you have a steady income, then that's one thing. But if you don't have a steady income, you know, coming in the whole time. Yeah. You, you don't want to already be in the negative. You want to try and stay relatively positive or close to zero once you're just beginning. So that way you can just start to grow and you never really have to worry about, Hey, am I gonna, you know, am I gonna fall under? You don't want to try and expand too quickly that you can't, your revenue can't keep up with your expansion basically. And even that happens on your startup, you want to stay, you know, maybe a little bit on the smaller side, to keep in line with your finances if you can't afford to go big all of a sudden you know right off the bat then maybe shrink down your idea a little bit come into a smaller context and then grow from there once you have revenue coming in right and so i think that's a perfect point because yeah especially if you're older you're going to be able to maybe get some other money and you don't have to worry about worry so much about going under, but you've still got to focus on how you're going to be spending your money and where you're going to be divvying it up. Yeah, and a little bit about that too is kind of a risk assessment. So, you know, when you're older, you're on your own, you've got to pay for everything yourself. You probably want to be a little less risky than, say, at our age. You know, we, you know, let's say over the summer, we worked for, couple weeks we made a thousand dollars and that's the money we want to put towards our business we could basically put all of that towards our business to start with because yes if we lose it okay you know it's it's definitely not pleasant but all we've really lost is a couple weeks worth of work and we still have a place to live we still have food on the table and for us it's not a huge problem but if you're out there and that's your main source of income yeah, you then you're right definitely going to want to dial it back a little bit and make sure that if something goes wrong, for instance, with the coronavirus, you want to have a little bit of a safety net built into your startup just to keep yourself afloat in the you know, instance that something bad occurs or you just run over budget a little bit. Right, yeah, you want to have those savings as a safety net, both your personal savings and savings for a business. So when you're starting a business, uh, a key tip is to create two separate bank accounts. One for your personal finances and then one for your business finances. And this not only helps you separate the two, but it helps you see how your business is doing. If you're going up, going down, because I mean, a lot of, with a lot of businesses, you can directly have payments go straight to your bank account. So you can see if you're making money in a month, losing money a month, 
making money in a week, losing money in a week, etc. So you want to separate your personal finances from your business finances. Now, in some cases, you might have to take some of your personal money to put into your business, especially with, with startup costs, but that's fine. You could also, like Andrew was saying, you could work another job, work a couple of weeks, make money, and then take that money that you're earning from that job and put it straight into your business. You could also, if you're really uh, adamant about starting a business, you could have two different jobs, say one job you're working and every two weeks you take 50% of that money and you put it straight into your business, take the other 50%, put it into your personal savings. But then you could have another job where you just take all of the money you make from that and put it into your business. And that kind of helps you separate your personal money from your business money, which can help you stay focused on where your goals are. Yeah. And in addition to that, um, you know, especially if you're a little younger and you don't want to say have a second bank account, bank account, or you just have one that you're kind of just using as a basic savings account, you could even run it through a Google Sheets or a similar program and just self-record. And that way you can determine, you know, how well you're doing each quarter, each week, um, you know, where money's going out, where it's coming in and just really lay out a roadmap of what your finances are and how much things are going to cost in the future. And what that brings us to is maybe not a super long plan, you know, especially if you're younger, you know, you're just starting this up, maybe not a five or 10 year plan, but maybe a six months, one year and a two year plan. You know, where do I want to be in six months? How much is it going to cost me to do that for six more months? And, you know, how much money do I want to make by then? Or, how much do I need to put down in order to achieve those goals? Right. Cause that's going to keep you focused on what you need to do with your money or with your business to be able to reach that goal. And like you said, with monetary goals, maybe you've got the goal of you want to have $50,000 in your personal savings account, but you also want to have $10,000 in your business account that can help you figure out how you want to divvy up the money that you're making from your business between both yourself and the business. Because the number one thing that you're going to want to do with your money from your business is pay yourself because you're the one that's putting in the work. You're the one that's essentially bringing in the money, especially if you're just working alone, but you're going to want to pay yourself. And that's most likely going to go to your savings. Maybe if you're, in college and need to buy stuff for yourself, it's going to go towards rent, food, uh, utilities, stuff like that. But then another thing that you're going to want to do with your money is you're going to want to put it back into your business so that you can grow your business. You've got to invest in the growth of your business. Now this could be by getting more capital. Say you need to get more material to make more products, or it could be to buy advertisements. You could have to, pay for Facebook ads or Google ads or even pay for paper and ink so you can print flyers to hang up around town. So that's what you're going to need to do with your money from your business. And you've got to keep that in line in order to keep your focus on where you really want to go with the business. It's kind of a a balance that you're going to have to find as you go. And you have to balance your personal expenses and how much money you need to stay afloat and how much money you want to make. 
versus how much you're bringing in. Now, you don't want to just take 80% of all the money you're making and just put it right in your personal bank account, especially at the beginning, you know, unless you're bringing in extreme, extremely more money than you need to run the business, then maybe that's the case. But even in that case, take a little bit of that money, reinvest it, like Cass was saying, and invest in your own business and grow it. And then, you know, you may start out making a little bit less money at the beginning, but as you grow, you're going to start to see that those investments in the beginning have made a huge difference. And now you're at a way higher level of income because you put the money in at the beginning than you would have been if you just put it right in your pocket. So you've got to find that balance between how much money do I need and do I want and how much money do I want to put back into the business and expand? Right. And also with that, if you're either saving more money or putting more money into your business, you're going to have to evaluate the risk that goes along with that. So if you're taking your money from your business, you're going to have risk in putting it back into the business that you might lose that money. I mean, whatever you do with your business, there's a risk that you're going to lose your money. you've got to find a balance between saving money for yourself to keep yourself afloat and keep your business afloat, but also taking that risk to grow your business. And and that kind of brings us back more successful. The very first point we talked about in the startup cost in that you want to make sure that you, you basically, you want a calculated risk. You want to be risky enough that you can get going and really get a good foothold in your market and what you want to do. But at the same time, you don't want to put so much money and so much time into this that if your business fails or goes down, it takes you and everything with it. And you basically start at rock bottom. You want to be able to have the business and have it be very successful. But if it doesn't pan out, you don't want it to take you down with it. You want to be able to survive on your own and be able to you know, continue even if you reach rough times in the business, you know, even and that doesn't necessarily mean that the whole business goes down, but you know, maybe you have a really slow quarter or something, or you have some issues internally in your business and you've got to make sure that your risk is lower than what you can sustain. Basically you never want to be, you know, negative on your risk reward factor. Essentially you always want to have great rewards and, be able to sustain what you're putting into it. Right. You've got to have your calculated risk so that your one move isn't going to jeopardize the whole company or even your sustainability within your personal finances. And so another thing you want to do is you want to manage both your inventory and your finances. So, if you're spending way too much money on say capital, such as, you know, t-shirts and ink, if you're trying to make a t-shirt business and it's just sitting around and it's not making you any money, then maybe the next time you're going to buy and restock on t-shirts and ink, you buy a little bit less. Now this is going to save you money from your spending, but it's also going to make it a better ratio between your spending to income. And so you've got to save that 
from spending it on unnecessary goods. And if your business continues to grow in the future, then you're going to have to increase your, your spending so you can have enough product to sell. But don't overindulge to begin with. And I mean, you want to be optimistic, but don't be overly optimistic where you think you need 100 t-shirts when in reality you only need 10 and you're spending 10 times the money, which you could have been putting into a different part of the business to grow it. But instead you wasted it on buying the capital that you're not going to use in the current month yeah, the, or again, even year. It kind of comes down to the balance and it's really, really business specific. Um, and especially if you're a little younger, you don't necessarily, you're not looking right now to have a massive business. You're kind of looking to have a more personal business. And that's where, you know, you start with a smaller overhead and you continue with the smaller overhead. And that, that comes down to, like Cass said, not spending prematurely or excessively on things you don't need. So really watch and limit what you are spending. And if you can reduce somewhere and it's not going to affect your business or it's even going to improve your business, you definitely want to take advantage of that in order to, you know, push yourself further on the least amount of money possible, you know, so that way you can have the highest ratio of income to, you know, losses or expenses, because the more that you can bring in for the less you put out, it's almost always going to be a better turnout for yourself. Right. And it, and it translates over to personal finance as well. Because if you're making, say, $100,000 at a job, $100,000 a year, but you're spending like you make $75,000 a year, you're not going to have much money left over. And you want to have money left over. So say, like right now with the coronavirus, say you lose your job, you've got that money on the back burner and you can use it rather than, say, uh, just not having any money to use. So you want to spend as if you're making less than you are. And that's how you're going to increase your profits and increase the amount of money that you get to keep yeah, in the end. Um, you know, you, you're always looking to make the biggest profit possible, but you definitely need to look at, you know, reinvesting and reducing overhead, you know, at the same time in order to, get the biggest profit because when you first start out profits not the number one goal necessarily it's more building a clientele building a viable business and a viable base for your business in that which you can build off of and then make real profits so you've got to start somewhere you got to start small you know take a little bit less for yourself necessarily you still want to pay yourself i mean definitely Keep yourself afloat and make sure you have more than enough to sustain yourself. But the rest of it, you know, reinvest, do your very best to reduce your overhead too. And, you know, between a combination of those things, you may not see immediate impacts, but over time, you'll see greater and greater impacts as you grow and as you get more business. You know, those small changes and those small reductions in cost will add up to a lot more in profit. Right. So like Andrew said, you want to try and reduce your costs. So an example of this is with me selling stuff on eBay. The shipping cost is where a lot of the money that I'm making is going. 
And so if you just go straight to your local post office, you can, you can buy a box there. You can buy wrapping paper there, whatever you need. You can buy stamps, uh, your shipping labels, stuff like that. But they're selling it at a marked up cost because of the convenience of that. But if I go and I sell a product and then I'm shipping it straight from eBay, I'm saving roughly 30% on what I would have paid at the postal service. And so that's just one way that I've reduced my costs through selling stuff on eBay. And that's kind of something that you want to try and find within your own business. You want to reduce your costs while keeping either the same or greater profit so that you can make the most money. Yeah, I mean, I 100% agree with that. Business. That's kind of the smaller things that people often don't think about. You know, for instance, a lot of businesses, you are going to be shipping stuff out. And even with the little flag-making business that we're doing here, I was looking um, at sending a flag to Chicago for one of my customers. And, you know, just to get a flat-rate box that was actually like half the size that I needed, not even big enough to fit the whole flag, would have been nearly $30 and the flag's only a hundred bucks. So it, it ends up eating into your cost a ton versus if I bring my own box and I can package it, I can get, you know, the full size box I need for even less, probably in the $20 range, um, you know, for a, a full 36 inch by 20 inch wooden flag versus trying to have it pre-done there. And that's where helping yourself out and kind of being, a little bit frugal or savvy on your end can have a huge difference in how much stuff either costs and how much you're bringing in because, um, you know, if you can reduce little cost, it's the same as making a little bit more money. So you don't necessarily have to make or bring in a ton of money to make a ton of money. You know, it also is a big factor of your cost. So if you can be frugal, and find those little ways to reduce your own cost, then it's going to increase your profits and increase your ability to grow your business. Right. And with being frugal, you need to have that kind of edge so that you have extra money on the back burner. And a lot of that kind of comes with trial and error between seeing how much you're making and how much you're spending and you kind of need to base what you're spending on how sustainable your business is at the time. So if your profits are really fluctuating, so say one month you're making 200% profit, which is insane. I don't know why I use that number, but say one month you're making 200% profit and then the next month you're only making 50% profit. You're that's not a very sustainable amount of profit. So you've got to watch your spending based on that as well, because if your business isn't sustainable profit wise, then the money that you're making isn't going to be sustainable. And therefore your spending is going to be hindered by whether or not the profit is yeah, high or low. Yeah, that comes down to time. building clientele. And, and that's going to vary depending on your business. Now, again, if you're, if you're a lawn care professional, if that's what you choose to do, right. You know, at least in the summer or, you know, spring, summer and fall, you're not going to have huge variations, really. Most of the people who you're going to have on 
who are going to be your clients are going to be your clients that entire time. And you're going to have a pretty steady cash flow, you know, assuming you don't have anything, you know, for instance, any big repairs or anything large that you need to spend on, you're going to have um, a pretty consistent cash flow and income versus um, say a merchandise business, such as selling t-shirts or selling crafts or paintings or anything of that sort. That can kind of vary. In some months, you might get a ton of orders, and some months, you might get less. And that's where, like Cass was saying, you want to try and limit that, kind of bring that in line to the best of your ability. And that a lot of that can do with marketing. If you're spending a ton of marketing in one month and less of marketing into the next month, and you see a huge variation, maybe you want to try and level off and kind of have consistent marketing, you know, for the foreseeable future. You know, and it, And that's especially that's especially present if you've got a seasonal business, like Andrew said, with lawn care. I mean, I know in some places it's not really seasonal, but with us being from Michigan, you're not mowing your lawn throughout winter. And so you've got to be able to have money that you've made from your business to be able to still put it into your business and grow your business throughout those months that your profit's going to dip, your December, January, February, where it's snowy and you're not going to get as yeah, much and if, clientele. You know, if this is your main business you. or if it's your kind of your side hustle, then okay, maybe, you know, you go back to your um, more day-to-day job or your larger job during that time and you're fine. But if this is your main focus, <coughs> pardon me, if this is your main focus, then basically, you know, during that time you want to reinvest not only money, but mainly your time into your business. So you know, obviously, like I said, have enough money to sustain yourself through the winter and then even into the spring a little bit in order to you know keep up on cost and anything expenditures that you're going to have to put out. But reinvest in your business. Okay, you know, really go out, you know, door-to-door advertising or spend a lot of time on a Facebook campaign to really build your base or your customers or say even invest some of your own time and your money into getting, you know, superior equipment in order to do a better job. I mean, maybe you get a new lawnmower or you get, um, you know, some advancements in technology that'll help you mow faster, or maybe even it could come down to getting an accountant or an accounting software to help you, you know, deal with your finances, just like we're talking about now. So you've got to spend the time that you're given you know, especially if you're a seasonal business or even if you're, um, you know, a non-seasonal business and you're just a little bit low on, say, orders or something and you have a little bit of free time on your hand, don't waste that time and really use your time to your advantage and use it as much as you possibly can to reinvest in yourself and your business to grow. And that doesn't necessarily mean just spending, but it can just be, you know, just improving the speed in which things are put out or, you know, improving efficiency or just reducing costs, just one or two percent. You know, anything can make a big difference in your business, especially when you're starting out. And managing your time is just as important as managing your money. And like Andrew said, if you're not working, say, throughout the winter months or throughout the summer months, you can use that time to grow your business or you could use that time to find a way to expand your business so that you can make your service uh, necessary 
during that time period. So say, like right now, if you're a dentist, I, Andrew's kind of got a little connection with this, but you're not getting yeah, as many nothing. dentists, like many customers maybe. to come into the dentist right now. So say you go online. Yeah. So say you go online and you make a webinar to train other dentists. That's a way to use your time where you're not necessarily getting the most amount of customers and the most amount of clients and find a different way to profit yeah, and kind of from learn to take what you know and what you're doing. Circumstances or, you know, learn to best adapt to what you're given. You know, for instance, I've got a couple of 3D printers and right now I'm not charging anything for them, but I've been printing masks, 3D printing face shields and using a plastic um, visor essentially as a face shield. And then also printing um, ear savers that go behind your mask and take the stress off your ears when you're wearing a surgical mask. And all three of those have been pretty popular with mainly dentists around here. I and mean, I have the greatest connection to them um, in my area, but you know, that's where it doesn't have a huge overhead cost for me, but I'm getting my name out there, my products out there. So back when we come back to session, essentially, you know, once we're done with quarantine and everything and people start regularly going to the dentist, then I will have a customer base that will then be coming to me asking for these products. And then, then I can start making the money rather now I don't really need the money. They don't necessarily have the money to put out, but I can, you know, essentially take advantage of the times and put my best foot forward and get my name and my business out there. Exactly. Yeah. Build those connections for the future. That's another big thing that you're going to need in business is connections. But yeah, you just got to manage your time and your money wisely. And that's really going to be a key factor to both growing your business and growing your personal finances along with that. Yeah, I think we've, so yeah, I we've think touched on most things. Um, that's all we have for today. You know, I, there may finances. be a little bit that we've missed. Again, go check out our Instagram. You know, DM us if you want us to do more personal things or if there's something that you think we missed and we should touch on. Um, you know, we'd be happy to look into them. But I think for now, we're going to keep this one a little bit shorter. Try to keep it as densely packed as we could, get as much information to you guys. Um, and we're going to be coming back later this week with another interview. Or well, actually, our first interview. Last week, we had a slight issue, but um, we're going to be coming to you with an interview on Friday, and we'll be getting that out as soon as possible. <laughs>